Carter Report presents worship from the Community Adventist Fellowship in Glendale, California. A special welcome to all of our viewers in North America and our new friends and churches in Russia. Today you'll enjoy uplifting music and the preaching of the everlasting gospel by pastor, teacher, and evangelist John Carter. Please get your Bible and study the Word of God with us today. Thank you for joining us for Worship and Praise.
I want to give a welcome to every person today, all of you here, especially our viewers on television. We're glad that you joined us today at the Community Adventist Fellowship at 333 East Colorado Street, Glendale, California. So whenever you are in this area, we invite you to drop in and study the Word with us and join us. We're just glad that you're here. The story is told about a person who was running a business and times were hard and money was really hard to get and this man was a real warrior he worried about everything and uh, somebody said to him you know you shouldn't worry he said I don't know what to do he said I, he said I worry about getting the money I wonder if we're going to to go broke and the friend said to him you don't need to worry and sometime later he met this man again and uh, he the man said to him what's changed you he said you look you look so glad oh he said I don't have a worry in the world he said I I've never felt so good well the man said what made the difference oh he said I've I've hired a man to be my warrior he said I've put him on he's a professional warrior and he said uh, it's a wonderful feeling he said because he worries for me now. I just go about living and doing what I need to do, but I don't worry because I have someone who worries for me. And he said, well, do you have to pay him? Yes, he said, I, I do. He said he's expensive because he worries a lot. <laughs> he said, how much are you paying him? He said, 200,000 a year. He said, 200,000? He said, where on earth are you going to get 200,000 to pay him? He said, that's his first worry. <laughs> now, I want to tell you something today. We have someone who has promised to do the worrying for us. And because God has promised to take care of me, really, I don't need to worry at all. Because if I have a God who has promised to take care of me, can I tell you something? I'm his first worry. He's concerned about me. And so if I know that I have a personal God and a personal Father in heaven 
and he owns the riches in the world, I don't need to worry. I simply need to trust him. I want you to open your Bible today to a text that tells us why we don't need to worry and why we do need to believe. Page 761. 761 in the New International Version. It is John chapter 11 and verse 40. God says, I love you. I will take charge of you and you don't need to worry anymore. John chapter 11 and verse 40. So glad to see everybody here with a Bible today. And if you want to bring your, your own version, the old King James version or whatever version, the Catholic version, we just, we're just glad that you bring a Bible. We don't care what version it is. Page 761, then Jesus said, now would you please read this with me? Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? I ask you, my friend, what comes first? Believing, Jesus said, if you will believe, you will see the glory of God. Now we have a saying around the English-speaking world, it says, seeing is believing. I ask you, is that a Christian saying? Seeing is believing. Jesus didn't say seeing is believing. Jesus said believing is seeing. Can you see the difference? An atheist will say, an, an agnostic, an unbeliever will say, seeing is believing. When I see, then I will believe. But Jesus said, if you believe, then you will see the glory of God. And if a person believes with all his heart, God says, you will see the glory of God and you don't need to worry because I will take care of you. I want you to notice today one of the greatest events in the history of the world. I want you to come over here to Exodus chapter 14 and verses 8 to 15, which is the thrilling story of the Exodus, the story of how God brought the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt and took them through the Red Sea. It is found in Exodus Exodus chapter 14 and verses 8 and onwards. It is page 50 in the Bible. And if you would like to, please turn to the passage. Uh, you know the story how the children of Israel were slaves in the land of Egypt for hundreds of years. And they were, uh, they were a, a, a people who were oppressed. They were a people who were the slaves of Pharaoh. And the day came in the providence of God when God said to Pharaoh, let my people go. And you know the story, how God raised up a man and his name was Moses. And Moses went down to Pharaoh and we think we know who the Pharaoh was. We believe it was Tutmosis III. And this took place, we think, in 1450 BC. And Moses walked in there before the greatest man, Tutmosis III. And Moses said, let my people go. And Pharaoh said, I'm not going to let them go. And the Bible tells us how God poured out ten awful plagues upon the land of the Egyptians. And in the end, after these awful plagues had devastated the land, Pharaoh said, those people can go. But then he had second thoughts. Verse 8, the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. What is it? 
What does it mean when he says God hardened his heart? God allowed circumstances to come to Pharaoh and when Pharaoh rebelled against the word of God, the Bible says he hardened his own heart. But in the Bible, God, what God permits, God is said to do. I want you to understand that Bible principle. What God permits, God is said to do. And so the Bible says that the Lord hardened his heart. He allowed it to happen. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, so that he pursued the Israelites who were marching out boldly. The Egyptians, all Pharaoh's horses and chariots, horsemen and troops, pursued the Israelites and overtook them as they camped by the sea near Pi-Hararoth, opposite Baal-Zephron. As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They were in a terrible predicament. Because here you had a race of slaves without any weapons. And behind them were the armies of the Egyptians. And Pharaoh was out for blood. He was out for their blood. And in front of them were the impassable waters of the Red Sea. And it seemed almost certain as though the the hot desert sand of Egypt would be stained with the blood of the people of God. And the Bible says that they were afraid. I want to tell you, my friend, there is no sin in being afraid. Because that is simply an indication that we are human beings. And the Bible tells us that these people were afraid, but the Bible tells us they cried to God. And God said to them, don't worry, because I'm going to take care of you. Now notice what happens. Verse 10, as Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us out to the desert to die? Now they were not just afraid here, they were moaning a bit and complaining. And that's a human frailty too. What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone. Let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. And that was a tragedy. Because God had blessed them in a a million different ways, but because they were human beings, when things got hard, they started to complain and they took their eyes off God. I want to tell you there is no sin in being afraid. There is a sin in saying that God has left us. But God had not left these people. If you read on a little further, verse 13, Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. What did he say? Stand firm. I want to say to you, when things seem overwhelming in your life and you are afraid, don't give up. But the Bible says, stand firm. And notice that God is going to do something for you. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. 
Now this was a strange command, my friend, because in front of them they had the waters that they couldn't get through, the waters of the Red Sea, and behind them the armies of the Egyptians. And God said to his people, don't be afraid. He said, stand still, trust in me. And then God said, tell the people to go forward. Now listen very carefully because I want to share with you a tremendously important spiritual lesson. When the Egyptians are behind you and the Red Sea is in the front of you and you're afraid, the Bible says do two things. The Bible says stand still. Stand still in the strength of God. Know that God is God. And number two, the Bible says move ahead. Go ahead. God said, tell the people of Israel to go forward. I tell you, my friend, how can you go forward when there's an, virtually there's an ocean or a great sea in front of you? I want to tell you the story because it's an amazing story that's going to bless your heart and it's going to bless mine. Don't believe that seeing is believing. That's the devil's lie. The Bible says, believing is seen. And as the children of Israel believed the word of God, and as they walked out into the Red Sea, and as they got their feet wet, God worked a miracle. There are many people maybe here today in this amphitheater who are expecting that God is going to work a miracle in their lives. And when God works a miracle, they say, then I'm going to move out by faith. I can tell you it's never going to happen. Don't believe in the idea that seeing is believing. Believe what Jesus said. If you believe, you will see the glory of God. God works completely different to the way the world works. People in this world say, yes, when I see it, I will do it. God says, you do it, and then you will see it. And so as the people, by faith, even with some fear in their hearts, walked out into the Red Sea, we are told that God worked one of the greatest miracles in the history of the world because the waters were rolled back and the people of God went through on dry land. Because believing is seen. Did you know the Bible says that this is an illustration of baptism. Did you know that? I want you to come over here to 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verses 1 and 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 1 and 2. It's page 811. Page 811. This great truth today affects the way we approach life. It affects everything that we do. And I want you to believe this today. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1 and onwards. 811. For I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact, brothers, that our forefathers were all under the cloud and that they all passed through the sea. They were all, what does it say? Baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They all ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink for they drank from the, from the spiritual rock that accompanied them. And that rock was Christ. Christ was there. 
Those people were not there by themselves. The Bible tells me that Jesus was there with them. And the Bible says that this experience of the children of Israel, when they were surrounded by their enemies, behind them were the, the armies of the Egyptians, in front of them were the waters of the Red Sea. The Bible says this is an illustration of the pilgrims' progress from the land of Egypt, then through baptism into the church of the living God and home to the new Jerusalem, the promised land. Now some of us here today may be standing at the Red Sea. I've stood at the Red Sea on many, many occasions. I've stood at the Red Sea and I've wondered how I got there. I've stood there literally, but I've stood there spiritually a thousand times. With the armies of the Egyptians, your enemies who want to destroy you. And you don't know what you can do. If you go back, it is death. And if you go forward, it is also death. But God says... Don't worry. God says, I will take care of you. God says, don't worry because I'll do the worrying for you. I want you to think about this today. The Red Sea is the symbol of baptism. The Bible says it. The Bible tells us this is hard sometimes for us to understand. The Bible tells us every one of us was born in the land of Egypt. Did you know that? Hard for us to realize this, but when you have a taste of freedom, then you realize that you've been a slave. Jesus said the person who breaks God's commandments and who lives in a state of sin is a slave. That's what Jesus said. But the Bible tells us that God wants to take you and he wants to take me and he wants to take us out of the land of Egypt and he wants us to come out of the house of bondage and he wants us to go through the Red Sea. He wants us to get baptized. And then God has got a plan for us. He wants to lead us safely home to the promised land because He's got a place for you and he's got a place for me in the new Jerusalem. I know today that some folks are standing almost with their feet in the water, but they haven't done it yet because they believe that seeing is believing. That's why they're not going ahead. They say, I'm going to see what happens. I say, you believe. And then you'll see the glory of God. Baptism is the gateway to the promised land. God says, go forward even if it looks impossible. I know the frailties of human nature as much as anybody. I know what it is on occasions almost to be in despair. I know what it is on occasions to be afraid. I know what it is on occasions to have doubts and say, if God is in this, then why doesn't God do something more? 
That is human nature. It is not a sin to be afraid, but it is a sin to give in to your fears. And there are people I've met around the world who say to me, I would be baptized, but what about my job? I may have a problem with my job. You may. People say, I would be baptized and I would be a member of God's people and I would keep the commandments of God. I would even follow Christ. But I'm afraid of what people are going to say about me. It may damage my reputation. And therefore, they stand on the edge of the Red Sea and they're afraid to go back and they're afraid to go forward. You may be that person today who is afraid to go back and you're afraid to go forward. I have a message for you today from the Word of God. The Bible says, tell the people to go forward. If you believe, you will see the glory of God. My message to you today is a very simple message. It comes from my heart to yours. Let God do the worrying. Let God do the worrying. We have a Father. He has said, do not worry because I will do the worrying for you. You are my first worry. And then God says, I will take care of you. And he says, tell the children of Israel that I've got a home for them in the new Jerusalem and I've got to get them now from the land of Egypt and through the Red Sea. And God says to you, get your feet wet. That's what he says. Get your feet wet. Walk out into the water. Jesus said, if you believe, you will see the glory of God. Amen. I want to say to these precious people who are going to be baptized today and to the pastor and his wife who have joined our church, I say to you today, this is not a time to look back to Egypt. It is a time to look forward to the promised land. It is not a time, my friend, to look at our doubts and our fears. It is not a time to look at those things. It is time to look to the rock, the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ is the rock. He was the one who led the people out of Egypt and led them through the Red Sea and got them safe on the other shore. It doesn't depend upon your strength, your intellect, your racial background. It doesn't depend upon your theological genius. It depends upon the rock. Therefore, my message to you, hot from my heart, delivered to my own soul is this. Cease to worry. Believing is seeing. If you believe, you will see the glory of God. Amen. Let me tell you now what we're going to do. We're going to sing a chorus 
I'm going to get changed. It won't take long. Then we're going to have the baptism. I want to say to the people who are going to be baptized today, remember these words that I say to you. This is the start of a journey home to the kingdom. We're not in the kingdom yet. And the road is a rough road, I can tell you. The children of Israel had to go through the desert. We sometimes have to go through the desert. But Christ will go with us. But at the end of the road, there's a shining light. There is the city of God. And Christ has a place for you in the city. Come with us to the city. Come to church every Sabbath. Read your Bible every day. Pray to God morning, noon and night and all the way through. And as you believe, you will see the glory of God. I want to say a special prayer now on behalf of the congregation for these wonderful people who are going to be baptized today. And then at the end of this baptism, I'm going to give an invitation to all those here who would like to say, I too would like to be baptized. I want to go through the Red Sea. I want a place in the New Jerusalem. We want you to bow your heads. We're going to pray earnestly that God will bless these precious dear people. Our Father, today we pray earnestly the blessing of heaven above and the blessing of earth beneath upon these precious people as they are baptized. As today they get their feet wet and they go through the Red Sea. We thank you today that you're going to go with them and you're going to bless them. And we thank you that you've got a mansion for every person here today in the New Jerusalem. Bless them today. Give them courage. May the great truth of the word of God today sink down into their hearts. May they never forget these words. If you believe, you will see the glory of God. May we take out of our hearts today the old philosophy that seeing is believing and may we replace it with the truth of God's word that believing is seeing. Help every person today to believe and then by the grace of God help us to move forward and to possess the kingdom. And so dear Father, bless these precious, wonderful people now as they are baptized into Christ and into the Word of God. Fill them with the Holy Spirit, joy and peace and everlasting life. For Jesus' sake, amen. We want to welcome you to this, this baptismal font today. We want to say also, because Orville Burroughs and his wife are, are here, they look after the church on Sunday. They own this building, the United Community Church. We simply hire it from them. But we thank them for their permission in setting up this big baptismal font in their church. And uh, these folks are very wonderful people. We have a very dear relationship with the people who meet here on Sundays. Robin, we want to welcome you to this baptismal font, but most importantly, we, we welcome you into this fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And we pray that God is going to bless you and strengthen you and preserve you and at last save you in the kingdom of God. Lord Jesus Christ said go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature he who believes and is baptized will be saved on another occasion he said go and baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and now my dear brother Robin because of your personal faith in Christ as a minister of the everlasting gospel I now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I want to introduce to you Pastor Richard Howard, who is a minister of the Church of the Nazarene also. And we want to give him today just the most sincere welcome into this community. He is a, a wonderful Christian, and God has been leading him and blessing him. And uh, my dear brother and colleague in the gospel of Christ, I want to welcome you today in a very special way. And may God bless you and may we all be saved in the kingdom. And now my dear brother, because of our common faith in Christ, we stand here today. It is my joy to baptize you in the blessed name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. Roberta. And Eric, I saw you sitting in the meetings. Don't think I did, I did. <laughs> um, I want to say to you what we have said to, to people everywhere. This is the start, not the end. This is the start of a, a wonderful walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. And we want you to make sure that every day you read the Bible and you come to church and you continue to grow in grace. And I'm here to help you just in any way I can. Now my beloved sister Roberta, because of your personal faith in Christ, as a minister of the gospel, it is my joy now to baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen.
Glad that you're here. These dear folks came to the meetings in Pasadena and I just asked Eric what brought him. Curiosity did. And that's true, Eric. But behind that curiosity was the Spirit of the Lord. And God brought you. What we're seeing today, these... Can any person ever doubt for a moment the existence of a great God? His great power to come into our lives and to bless us. I want to welcome you here today, Eric, as we welcomed your beloved wife. Now, because of your faith in Christ, it is my joy today to baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This beautiful young lady's name is Veronica. She's been attending this fellowship now for some time. And she was one of our beautiful usherettes over there. I want to welcome you today, Veronica. I'm proud of you, just as I'm proud of all of the folks in this church. And may the Lord bless you and remember the words of, of Scripture. Remember now your Creator in the days of your youth. Make Him first. And God will bless you. And now because of your personal faith in Jesus, as a minister of the gospel, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And everybody said, praise the Lord. Amen. introduce you to Rosie Zapien who came also like all these folks to the meetings in Pasadena she has been a Roman Catholic and has been searching for two years and God has led her here we thank God for you Rosie we want you to look upon this place here as your spiritual home I'll be looking for you every Sabbath pray that God will bless you and keep you in his love now, Rosie, because of your personal faith in Jesus, as a minister of the gospel, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is Chantel, 
And over there is Frank. They're keeping company. Chantal was brought along here by Frank and as she came here and came to the meetings the Spirit of God moved upon her and blessed her. I want to welcome you here today Chantel. I want you to know that we're all as a church here praying that God will bless you. And Now because of your personal faith in Christ I now baptize you in the blessed name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. you a welcome here today Frank I want to say to you as I say to every person in this church the whole of the Christian life is a life of faith we start with faith and we walk by faith and we end with faith and I want you to make sure that you come to church every Sabbath study the Bible and obey his word and you'll have a place in the New Jerusalem by grace now Frank because of your personal faith in Jesus it is my great joy now to baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. welcome Walter today and your loved ones are here your dad's here just want to welcome him today the members of the family pray that God's going to bless you Walter fill you with the Holy Spirit with joy and peace a peace that passes all understanding everlasting life and now because of your personal faith in Jesus the Lord as a minister of the gospel I now baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and all the congregation said, Amen. Glad to have Lewis here today, Lewis Johnson, came to our meetings in Pasadena. We're proud of you, Lewis, and we welcome you into this blessed fellowship of our Lord Jesus Christ and the people of God. I want you to know that this is your spiritual home, and this is where you belong. 
And now because of your personal faith in Jesus the Lord, as a minister of the gospel, I now baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is Elizabeth, who was a practicing Roman Catholic and was brought by a friend to the meetings in Pasadena. In Pasadena, she heard the marvelous truths of the three angels' messages and is here today rejoicing in salvation and in the truth of God's word. And now, Sister Elizabeth, it is my joy as a minister of the gospel to baptize you now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome John here today, who also was at the meetings in Pasadena. And God has been leading and directing, directing in his life. John, it's a wonderful thing to see a young man and a young woman. It's wonderful to see any person give their life to Christ and his work. And we pray that God is going to bless you and multiply you and use you for his glory. And now because of your personal faith in Jesus the Lord, because you believe that he died for you, I now baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is Eula Randall, and we welcome her today in a very special and warm, loving way. She came to the meetings in Pasadena, was blessed by the study of the Word, by the enlightenment of truth, and by the revelation of Christ. And now, dear Sister Eula, because of your personal faith in Jesus, I now baptize you in the blessed name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome Ted Blanco here today. God has been leading in his life. And each person who stands here today is a testimony to the saving and the keeping power of God. And we pray, Brother Ted, that God is going to continue to richly bless you. And now because of your personal faith in Jesus the Lord, 
I now baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and for his sake, amen. very glad to have another family here today. Angelito and Vernier and Ian and William. And we want to give this family a great welcome into the family of God. There's an old song that I love singing. It says, I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. We want to welcome these dear people into this special family. glad to have Verna here today and we welcome her into Christ and into God's Word and now sister Verna because you have faith in Christ I now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit Amen brother Angelito because of your personal faith in Christ the Lord because you believe that he died for you and is coming again I now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit Amen Glad to have Ian with us today too. And Ian, because of your personal faith in Jesus, as a minister of the gospel, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Glad that William's with us today too. Now, Brother William, we're glad to welcome you. We pray that God is going to bless you with a million blessings and preserve your life for all eternity. Now, because of your faith in Christ, I now baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Did you come? You came to the meetings in Pasadena. What brought you? What brought you to the meetings? I understand. We're very glad to have Carmen Mesa with us today. She has also been coming to the meetings and studying God's word, and the Lord has been leading in her life. And now, beloved sister Carmen, because of your personal faith in Jesus. As a minister of the gospel, it is my joy to baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The congregation said, Amen. We're going to do something now which is very, very important. We're going to pray together. And then I'm going to ask uh, that Norm will come and Martha, want them to come down and stand here now beside me, please. They come and do that now. I want to, on behalf of the Lord, extend an invitation. For any others here today, and I know there must be many, I don't know, who haven't been baptized but who'd like to be baptized. And Paul, I'm going to ask you just to play a little softer because I want to lead, lead the folks in prayer. I want you all to stand for prayer now, please. Now, Father, we're standing here today and we just thank you for what our eyes have seen. We thank you that believing is seeing. That when people believe, then they will see the glory of God. Some of us, our Father, have been putting it around the wrong way. And we've been saying, when we see everything, well, then we'll believe. But it's time now that we believed and then we'll start to see. We pray that you'll bless these precious people who've been baptized here and the people who were baptized two weeks or so ago in Pasadena. Bless this great, marvelous group of people. Bless the ones who were baptized with your sustaining, keeping power. That the grace of God will keep them until Jesus comes. We thank you that that rock was Christ. And that the one who took the people through the Red Sea is the one who will take us through the Red Sea today and deliver us safe into the new Jerusalem. Dear Father, bless this marvelous audience. As we're praying here today with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, are there some here today who'd like to raise a hand and say, I would like to follow Christ in this message, and I would like to be baptized. Would you like to raise your hand if you'd like to say that today? Lift up your hand high if, if you'd like to say, I'd like to be baptized. I want to follow my Christ. I want to follow his word. There's a number of hands being raised. Lift them up high and make a clear decision for Christ and his word. Believe and you will see the glory of God. Dear Father, bless these upraised hands and these upraised hearts. We want to follow Christ. We want to be true to his word. And we thank you that we who believe at last will see the glory. Thank you for hearing us in Jesus' name.
Amen.